in today's show. We're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock, oh not RedRock, RedRock, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are here to talk about the waiver wire, but thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So let's talk waiver wire. Let's look at the most added players. And number one on that list is Anthony Simons. And I'll tell you why that is. He had a big game last time out, but I have something else to tell you. Obviously, Damian Lillard has missed the last, missed last game, and he's going to miss at least the next three. Told you about this abdominal injury back in week two of the season, I think it was, and told you of the potential of a season ending earlier than the end of the regular season for the NBA. Um, told you all about that. I told you there was a chance of that. What I have now been told, again, may not come to fruition, but I have been told that the aim here for Damian Lillard is to make it until the All-Star break. And then, and then you fill in the gaps. Surgery, end of season. So that is, that's like four or five weeks away. <clears throat> that is what I have been told, is that Lillard is obviously struggling. We have known that for months. We have seen that on court for months. He's now taking time off again. And it might happen earlier, but it looks to me as though this, the plug will be pulled on the season for Lillard at the All-Star break. I don't know if he thinks he's making the All-Star team. Maybe it's the old Mallow situation for the Knicks a few years ago where he he was injured and injured and injured and then played so he could play in the All-Star game and then he had surgery in his knee straight after. Maybe that's the same thing happening here. All I'm saying is that if Anthony Simons is still available in your league, he's a must-roster player and there will be some ups and downs over the next four to five weeks. If he has to play alongside Lillard and McCollum, his value goes in the tank. Even those games where McCullum was out and Lillard played, Simons doesn't play well in that role. But playing in the role without Lillard is where he thrives. Right, so you're going to have to add him. But one thing I need to implore is that you hold through the All-Star break. Because once the All-Star break hits, I think it's going to be Anthony Simons 35 minutes a night every night. Might come sooner, but that is what I have been told, is that Damian Lillard's season will probably end much earlier than uh, the end of the actual regular NBA season. So there you go. Maxi Kleber, one of the most added players, and that's because Kristaps Porzingis is in the health and safety protocols. Porzingis. Um, yeah, I like Kleber, and you know that. If he's playing 30 a night, he is a 12-team league player. Caleb Barton with the injury to Jimmy Butler. Yep, he's a 12-team league option. Trey Lyles has been added a lot. <clears throat> Understandable with Alf Stewart out again. And then we just go and drop Trey Lyles, no problem there. Brandon Clark, three more games this week. Yep, really strong out. He's playing some really good minutes at the moment as well, and it's helpful that Kyle Anderson is out. 
Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews. I am not convinced that Garrison Matthews is a must-roster 12-team league player. We're going to have Porter and Green both playing together in today's game, and we'll see where that leaves Matthews. He's fine as a three-point streamer, but I think he's more like Tim Hardaway than must-roster. Jumra Kiki, don't know why people are adding him. Absolutely no idea. Could not explain that to you for the life of me. Absolutely no way is he a 12-team ad. Bismack Biombo. Okay, guys, like it's just no. Look, it's it's not because Aiton's going to be back probably next game, and then McGee's going to be back probably a game after that. No, there's no long-term value in Biombo. There might not be even be short-term value in Biombo. Forkan, Forkan, Furkan Korkmaz. Um, streaming him in with Maxi and Milton out. Not a problem there. And then the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock. Um, yeah, fine. He played big minutes last game, and with a bunch of Hawks still injured, that is fine. We look at players who have been dropped or players that can be dropped. Again, remember when I'm talking about this, Not you don't just have to go and automatically drop these guys. Some of them you do, shout out Obi Toppin, but you don't have to go and drop these guys automatically. They're just players that you can consider dropping that I don't think are going to be regular contributors for the entirety of the season. Obi Toppin could be dropped though. Like, don't even worry about that one. That is the absolute must-drop scenario. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. Julius Randle's back. Toppin played nine minutes. I'll see you later. Garrett Temple. Brandon Ingram is back. Garrett Temple, your shit house, he's a drop. Very, very simple equation with those. I don't know why Bryn Forbes is the third most uh, dropped player. Why was he added? Why? I don't. What? Okay, that's fine. That At least they've corrected that decision. Jackson Hayes, a clear drop. Again, the value was up when Valanchunas was sick. Valanchunas was back. He plays 13 minutes. It's a very, very, very clear decision to be able to drop him there. Again, people hope for situations which are unrealistic. In expecting that. It's like Bismack Biombo. Like, it's just not going to happen. Chimezi Metu in health and safety protocols. He'd been playing pretty well, and I still believe in him as a long-term potential starting player. But, yeah, there's just too much going on there. And then we get into players that I think are guys that are, well, not guys that I think are rostered, because I know they are rostered, but I don't believe they're must-roster 12-team category players. I think in a points league, Keldon Johnson, you can hold on to him. In a category league, what what for? Stream him in if you need contribution in the points category, but understand you're probably going to get subpar field goals and free throws and threes and assists and steals and blocks. And he's been rebounding at a decent enough rate, but he's not playing well. He is not. You know, DeJounte Murray is the best player on that team. Jakob Pertl and Derek White are second and third. The best prospect on that team is Devin Vassell, and then it's probably Josh Primo. It's not Calden Johnson. It's not Lonnie Walker. Calden is not, I don't think, a long-term NBA starter. I know you don't care about long-term this season. He's not producing this season either. See you later. Kelly Oubre. There's too much fluctuation. Someone gets hurt. Gordon goes down. Rogier is out. Martin is out. Any of those blokes are out. Miles Bridges is out. You stream Oubre in. You add him. When they all play, no thank you. There's just not enough there for him, especially with guys like Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels playing well off the bench as well. The wiki, Chris Boucher. Not enough minutes. He had 18, 19 minutes last game. He did have two steals, two blocks, but we're, if we're really relying upon a bloke getting two steals and two blocks in 19 minutes, then I'm telling you now, your heart's going to get broken. Um, it's just, it's just not realistic for that to continue. Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell's back. Malik Beasley's not good. Jalen Noel is better than him, maybe, perhaps, potentially. Mm, we'll see. Anyway, Beasley's a drop. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I only put him in there because I, I just am stunned to see how many people still roster this bloke. See you later. Like, he's been terrible. And I detailed uh, my thoughts on him on yesterday's show, I think it was. What's that? That is the sound of another sale. Thanks to Shopify. Shopify is the 
platform that gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. Upstarts, startups, established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. That sounds so dramatically beautiful. Believe me, um, I don't know what I was going to say there. Don't believe me. Just believe me that the Shopify is good. There you go. Um, reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. So go to shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA. Okay. Um, must roster players. These are guys who, depending on platform, are available, and they shouldn't be. Let's smash through the names. Dylan Brooks. think he's a frustrating player, but he's a must-roster fantasy guy. Kevin Love. Now, I failed to believe that 68% of ESPN leagues are inactive because he's rostered in 32% of them. Someone is not paying attention. Now, you could argue maybe 40% are inactive, 30% are inactive. If there's 68% are inactive, then there's something real wrong over there. Must-roster. Franz Wagner, what? Now, I say this only because, again, he's 58% rostered. Now, while I fully believe that he is not the number one rookie of the NBA, shout out to the NBA.com's rookie ladder again, getting it completely wrong. Um, and I think he will drop off a little bit when Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs and John Isaac all return. I think there will be a drop off there for Franz. As good as he is, I love him. I think he's really good. Um, he's a must-roster player, pretty clearly. Dan Gafford, Josh the Hitman Hart, Marcus Morris Sr., Josh Giddy. I'm still going on about Josh Giddy. Patrick Beverly's like 13% rostered on ESPN. My guys, Devin Vassell. Is it happening? I don't know, but I don't want to be left in the dark waiting to see whether it does hap happen or not. And the same goes for the delicate dancer Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Now, Shengun is out with an ankle injury. But I don't know what the hell's going on with Christian Wood. Plus this talk of maybe Shingun was limited because his fitness wasn't used to the multiple games and that's changing now. I don't care. The guy's good, too good for me to leave on the wire. And even in 22 minutes a night, he produces back-end value anyway. And if Wood is traded or if Wood is benched or if Wood is who knows what the hell goes on with that bloke, um, Shingun is going to have tremendous, tremendous value. And he should not be sitting on any waiver wire. Let's look at some upside grab players now. Again, these are ones that if you do have stash ability, the guys just want to keep an eye on. A couple of guys in Houston I think we need to look at, Joshie Christopher and KJ Martin. I really have liked what Christopher has shown this season. Yes, getting that large enough role is going to require him replacing Armani Brooks or Garrison Matthews and getting to 28 minutes, but I think, he's got, I think he deserves it. And I think there's going to be an opportunity for that this season. KJ Martin, again, I really like what he does, but can he play those minutes over Jay Sean Tate? I don't know. Oh, I had a sound drop for Jay Sean Tate. I need to go and get that now because that's annoying that I didn't uh, didn't have it ready. Behind the scenes, that took a lot longer than the uh, <clears throat> you know, one-second pause that you were waiting for. But here it is. Let's go again. KJ Martin, maybe he can get minutes away from the wild thing. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Fair enough. As I put my phone back down, I had to just sort that out. All right, some other names. That just amuses me and probably nobody else. 
Um, some other upside grabs we can look at. Jalen Suggs, and I say that because he would have been dropped in a lot of spots, but he is, his return is coming, and he was putting it together a little bit before the injury. So I would grab him just to see where this goes. I don't know what's going on with New Orleans. There's so much down there that he's a mess. They have refused to play Trey Murphy all year. I think when we get to March, they will play him, and he will be valuable. But that's a long time to wait. Josh Primo has flashed some really impressive stuff. It is going to take probably an injury um, to get him into line to get enough minutes to be a 12-team valuable player, but that could easily happen. So just a name to watch again. Aaron Wiggins, we're going to see the Thunder back at full strength pretty soon and see what his role is. It is hard to see how he pushes ahead of Dort or Gildas Alexander or Robinson Earl for big minutes, but he's already pushed ahead of Baisley. And it is possible for him to get to 12-team. He's not there yet, though. Davion Mitchell, that's going to take trades in Sacramento, but who knows what the hell they're doing. Just a name to watch again. And Quentin Grimes. Ivan Fournier has been terrible. Grimes has a shot, I think, to nab a starting role. Whether he does it or not, I don't know. But again, just a name to watch. And some other names that we do need to talk about. In fact, you know, before we talk about those, I'm going to talk about something else. We'll get back. We'll get on to talking about those names in just a second because I've got to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline is the place that wants to wish you a happy new betting year as they continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline is the number one spot for all sports wagering action in 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up to today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON from basketball, football, hockey... Uh, boxing, UFC, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the amazing offers for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Now, let's go back to look at those other names. Um, Josh Jackson, really big game last time out for the Pistons. Frank Jackson remains out. Co uh, Corey Joseph is out. I really don't buy Josh Jackson being able to do this, but he's a name that's worth mentioning. Stream him, that's about it. With um, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton out, and now Yana sick, Jordan Wara, if he does come out of the protocols, has some short-term streaming value. That is it, though. Gary Payton, I just don't know where he's going to fit when Clay returns this weekend. Yeah, Clay will start and take Payton into the, into the second unit. Does Payton play at all? Somebody has to miss out. It's probably Damian Lee, but Lee's playing like 12 minutes. So does Payton play 12 minutes? Does he play 18 minutes? He is providing value at the moment, though. Max Struess has some value with Jimmy Butler out, so stream him in for that short term. While Herb Jones is a name to talk about, he is a must-roster player. He's not rostered everywhere. right? He is must-roster for now. If Zion never comes back, he probably stays must-roster. I think he's a sell high, but I also think he's a must-roster player for now. Eric Bledsoe should be hold on, held on to while Luke Kennard is sidelined and Paul George is sidelined. That may change. Yeah, even when Kennard comes back, he might be a drop, but for now, he's a guy to hold on to. Cam Reddish, eh, he's worth talking about because some of his big games, but with the return of Bogdanovich and Herter, I think that does impact Reddish's value and pushes him more to be a streamer than a must-roster. And then Rajon Rondo, he's not going to exceed 20 minutes a night, would be my guess. Even that is probably pushing it too much. Him sharing the court with Garland seems completely pointless. They do need someone who can be the backup point guard and someone who can dribble and can pass because the other options are pretty bad. But the crossover minutes is what I'm really going to be watching. And a lot of people will add Rajon Rondo. A lot of people shouldn't add Rajon Rondo. He's just a deeper league sort of player. And that will 
do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.